Yes! Can you feel that in your body? I can see you standing up. You I'm getting ready to do up. something? I, no, I just, I wanted to stand. Okay. I, I don't like sitting anymore. Okay. I sat all day getting this fucking show ready. I'm ready to go, baby! Let's I don't know go. if I want to, I don't want to sit next to Sims anymore. I'm just constantly nervous. Ow! See, you just <laughs> slam my head on the microphone. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's awesome. That was awesome. God, I got slobber on the mic now. It's, it's funny okay. because everyone slobber. always comments, man, the, the relationship between these three guys it's is so, so good. great. Yes. Their chemistry. There's no chemistry. We actually need to hang out, though. We haven't hung out in a little while. We you tell me. Pre, we are due. What do you think? Like three, four months ago? I guess that was, what, early August, right? Yeah, I appreciate the gift. Yeah. I'll, I'm down to hang it out and, and <laughs> hang it out. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Episode 135. Uh, you know that Big Phil is coming on later. You know we got some out of left go fields. Oh, baby, we have a one-minute Sims environment rant coming up later today. Booyah! Uh, and just more evidence of us being the Oracle. Adrian Peterson going to the Cardinals. Kevin Hogan starting for the Browns. It's a good week. Right, good we week. Have, we have a lot of Giants explosions going on. Holy crap, is that team falling apart? Whoa. Ben Mega, don't. What I, think, got for I think Sims is texting his dad right now to remind him about his podcast. No, experience. no, we already talked. Dad is actually yeah, so in on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> like, he's calling now, like one o'clock. He's like, hey, got some things to talk about today. Like, he's all over it. So, <laughs> don't uh, worry. Let's go to 35s. Fendrick, anybody? Of course. Rutgers basketball number 35, Issa Cham, as oh. the PA announcer at the rack says. Uh, 6'9 is going to be a sophomore this year from Senegal. Needed to put a little weight on over the offseason. Reports out of camp are that he has put on the weight. Very excited to see what he does this year Kendrick in the Big Ten. is literally on Rutgers message boards. More than I'm in my own Bleacher Report work email during the day. That's I good. That's oh, good. But so you've been lying to us. Everyone has to have their passions, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm all for it. Sims watches yeah. film. I read the Rutgers message board. Let me be. And I, uh, I'm, I'm sliding the DMs. <laughs> uh, Sims, 35s. 35s. First ones that come to my head. Kevin Durant. Christian Okoye. Um... Chom is actually very much like Durant in Aeneas, his game. Aeneas Williams. <laughs> um, These are the good ones. Yes, I know. There's not a lot. I know. We are kid- in the weird number section. Yeah, 35. Yeah. Okay, good. what are the rest? Current ones, running backs, Mike Tolbert. Mike Gillisley and my least favorite Shark player Kendrick in the West. NFL. Ooh, 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 ooh. Kendrick Keep West. taking left goals fantasy points, Shark Kendrick. God damn it. Kareem, get him down to the one. Shark Kendrick scored the I touchdown. Will, I will say this. Shark Kendrick can run a nice little route. He can. He really can. He has a great role. He's not a good runner, right. but he's a good receiver. No, we got on him because we were just always thought he shouldn't be the starter no. like he was there. Uh, DBs are rough. Miles Killebrew, Pierre Desir, Marcus Sherrills, who apparently has been leading the NFL in kick returns for a while. Yeah. Uh, Eric Reed. I love Loved his comments about Mike Pence. Eddie Pleasant and Kavon Frazier. Whatever. Uh, all time. My my favorite names on 35. Joyke Bell. I don't know what a Joyke is. Patrick Pass. Sam Congato. Uh, back oh. in the 70s, the Bengals had a running back named Booby Clark. Uh, there was a Boston running back. This was before they were the New England Patriots in the 60s named Jim Nance. 
different spell. And uh, in 1966, he ran for 1,458 yards. Damn. How is that even possible? I'm a historian. I don't even know him. And a linebacker in the 60s named Smokey Stover. Oh, like, Smokey Stover. Smokey Stover. Smokey. <laughs> Extra Smokey for you. Uh, two guys I've never heard of, but that were good. Uh, running back for Dallas in the 70s named Calvin Hill was an all-pro as a rookie. You know Calvin Hill. Well, I think he's also like a reporter, but I didn't think they were the same guy. No. Uh, wait, I'm... Uh, You're thinking of somebody else. I am, maybe. Uh, running back for a bunch of teams in the 50s and 60s, John Henry Johnson was apparently a big deal. Uh, you mentioned Christian Okoye. These are my nicknames, Calvin guys. Calvin Hill is the dad of the basketball player. Grant Hill? Yes. You sure? 100%. 101? 101. Josh, you give that a quick check while I do the best nicknames. 100%. Christian Okoye. Yes. Nickname was... It Nigerian is Nigerian Nightmare. Thank you. That's awesome. Yes. Well, Grant Hill's dad, he was in the never heard of section. <laughs> I've heard of your son. He's actually a pretty good player, though. Apparently. Yeah. He was an all-pro as a rookie. Uh, Christian Okoye was the Nigerian Nightmare. Right. And then another 35, Anthony Thomas. Mm. His nickname? The A-Train. Oh. Member for the yes, Bears? right. I was like, damn, who's Anthony Thomas? I couldn't even think of it. Uh, my favorite random one. Right. Andre Goodman, defensive back for the Detroit Lions. The only reason is when I would play my friend Dan in Madden when we were in high school, for some reason, whenever he would show up, so when Dan would kick off, all of a sudden they'd show Andre Goodman running down the field. Right. I always lost those games. If they didn't show Andre Goodman... I didn't really beat him a lot in Madden. He was he was sucked. Uh, love you, Dan. All right, and then the two best, Aeneas Williams, I thought, and Pete Pijos. I had never heard of him, but he was a two-way star for the Eagles in 48 and 49, made all NFL six times in nine seasons, led the NFL for three straight seasons, and had 330, 373 career catches. Damn. But good old PDP host. He was listed as the best. Okay. NBA guys current. You said Kevin Durant. Yep. He's the best. Kenneth Fareed, Trevor Booker, and Dragon Bender. Another good. 35 has good names. Apparently. Uh, and then all time. This one's for Fendrick, Lonnie Baxter. Hey. Uh, I should have gotten that one. Another good nickname, the Doctor of Dunk, Daryl Griffith. Uh, we have a collection of white guys, uh, white boy Supremes. Brian Cardinal, Chris Kamen, Danny Ferry, and Mark Madsen. Whoa. All were 35. Uh, Jason Collins were 35. Uh, Demetrius Nichols were 35. And then a classic 76er, Clarence Weatherspoon. And that's it. We're out of time. Podcast is over. Hope everyone enjoyed their 35s. Sam, Fendrick is getting upset at how long the numbers go. Yes. But that's what I'm it sure. takes. Well, yes. You yeah, make I mean, sure it's a little know. long. All right, so we have the Constitution, and everyone knows uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Shanahan, beans not beef, coaches must scheme for players, not rely on talents, legs and ass, players first, pigeon toed, Phil Simms in the Hall of Fame, turf is bad for people's knees, what was inducted last week, uh, Adam shall never let Chris finish a sentence, when life give you lemons, save it for the podcast, and we shall always self-scout and not be closed off to other opinions unless it violates Amendment 1. Right. Uh, Now, we had two that were... We liked, yeah. but they needed to be reworded. Right. White Boy Supreme yes. and protests. Right. Uh, Lido took a shot at them, and I'm actually ready to put in the protest one. I thought it was well-written enough. So you're self-ratifying this. Well, no. We had said what are you, it needed- Donald Trump? You're just no. going to pass laws yourself? <laughs> we said it was going to go in, but we said we needed to be better written. Okay. So this one was the, it is more important- how they it is more important what they protest and how they do it. Was that one we wanted in? I mean, 
I don't know if it's worthy of being. I don't know if it's been okay. Then I won't do it. Lido, enough of Lido, our podcast. I, I approve it. I will show. I mean, it what do you think? What do you show. think? Well, I, I just it's thought such that, an important issue, but it hasn't been like right. This is the podcast constitution. And right. I, I was under the impression we talked last week that those were not being ratified. That okay. they needed to be resubmitted by people. Okay. Right. Then the protest one will be resubmitted. I will talk with my fellow compadres afterwards. But, if, but I do have some notions towards white boy supreme. Okay, but we just we do need some good answers on how the players have to protest. We I have think, to change that. And I think my answer is they can protest however the hell they want. Okay, no, but we have to change it. They're not going to win this way. I'm sorry. White America's taken over and we're they're going to end that, this We're going to cover that in a little bit. Let me give you some stuff for White Boy Supreme. Okay. TJ Huago said, Huago, it needed to be in the Constitution, yeah. but we didn't know how. Right. So we have some submissions. First one, Lucas Hunter. If you have sticky fingers, can cut on a dime, and are deceptively fast, you shall be called a white boy supreme. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good is right. Brandon Nicholson, to be a white boy supreme, he must breaketh ankles of thy opponent. <laughs> Very good. And it's pretty good, too. And this one is from Rod Simba. Yes, the Rod Simba. Steve Largent, Wayne Crobett, and Ed McCaffrey are the founding fathers of White Boy Supreme. And then he also wrote, Fred Bolitnikoff should probably come first. (laughs) So I think something uh, combining all all those three. The first one hit it all, really. If you have sticky fingers, can cut on a diamond or deceptively fast. Now we could add some of those points from the other, from two and three examples. Now Lido did take a chance at White Boy Supreme. Lido, I'm going to ask you to go back and rewrite it because I think it is time for us to officially say... White, White boy, boy supreme in the amendment. White boy supreme. White boy supreme. White boy supreme. All right. Anyways, <laughs> it makes Josh so uncomfortable. Oh, I know. He's like, am I going to have to edit this out? Uh, no, no, I'm that's curious. Okay. Do we next time create a white boy supreme list? I feel like we kind of oh, need a we list. Could do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this should be called. I'm going to put that out to Twitter as well, at Sims and Lefko, or hit me up on at Adam Lefko on Instagram, because people love to fill my DMs, or put it into our iTunes comments. Yep. But I think it's time we official start, I don't know what the name it is, a White Boy Supreme blank. Not a list, because that's corny, but something that's the real list of official. A listicle. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get to some uh, other submissions. Uh, first one up, Tom Lee. Fendrick will always search for a prominent player from the 20, 2006 Rutgers football team during the numbers. It's it yeah. is a pretty it is it, a staple. It, it's a staple. I don't of know if it's the two thousand six Rutgers football yeah. team or just from it, Rutgers. It pretty much always is the two thousand six Rutgers team. If it's a Rutgers <laughs> football player, it's from the 06 roster. Do I, you believe that's? Uh, I think we have to figure out the wording a little better on that one too, because well, he also. Yeah. I do Rutgers basketball as well. Rutgers basketball, and I do Jake Funk last week. Just to and piss I feel you like off. Maryland every now and then sneaks into this too. Yeah. So maybe it has to be include both those. But schools. do you put it in the constitution? I think so. I think it's in the Constitution. Josh, I'm going to let you be the deciding vote. Fuck yeah, I want to be in the Constitution. <laughs> Play that music. All right, Josh, oh, read it out loud. What are, you, what are you going to say? What am I going to be? Well, what's the, what is the amendment? Terps, Rutgers, always to start the show. You can't start a show without Terps and Rutgers. Josh will say Maryland or Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Well, in that's the for numbers. Lido. That's for Lido to figure out. Right. Yeah. I just say Terps and Rutgers. I told you I'd have one for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, th- thank Tom Lee. Man, I just, every time he talks in the mic, I want to smash his face into it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't you say your dad did that one time with a birthday cake no, with that's, somebody? That's the we the Sims family would do that all the time. Like, be careful where you go. Man, that cake smells weird. And then the guy bends over to smell the cake and he smashes face in it. You guys, I believe, are the O'Doyles. <laughs> a little bit from yes. Billy Madison. O'Doyle rules. Sims rules. <laughs> God, uh, Michael Polano. Thou shall never make a decision. Without first pulling up the teams. That's an easy one. <laughs> it's uh, so good. I think that is right. He's right. I'm in. That's definitely a plan that music right Congratulations, off the Congratulations, <laughs> Mike Volano. Thou shall never make a decision without first pulling up the teams. That doesn't even need to be ratified or rewritten or anything. That's perfect. This one, I think, is going to be a hard no. And I apologize, Brandon Nicholson. Drew B- Brees will forever be a snubbed MVP because of the Saints' defense. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I got to say no. I'm sounding enough of a staple of our thing. I'm- Not only that, it's like the opposite of what we believe. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we think Drew Brees is awesome. We also get on him, too. Yeah, but we also don't think he's... We think that that's part of the reason is we they blame the Saints defense for him not being great all the time. Yeah, I agree, yes. This one's close. Ooh. Hacksaw Jr. What's up, Hacksaw? Never trust the Thursday night game. Ugh. It is like something we talk about a lot in our betting shows. I don't think it's amendment worthy. Okay. I don't think it's something that we've like. I think if it continues, down I think if we go through a few more weeks of it just then being, it could be. You're right because it's been constant. It is. I feel like that towards the end of last year into this year, we've we've definitely hit that point a lot. Just know hacksaw when I saw that went. Ah, yeah. Hacksaw Jim. What is it? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he yelled. Philip Bauer. Addressing social problems is more important than you feeling fucking comfortable. I mean, I hear here because the truth because the true thing is is that not only covers the protest, yeah. that also covers environment and stuff like I think, that. I think it has to be. I mean, it's a staple of our podcast going forward as long as I'm here. I so. agree. <laughs> I mean, all right, I'm in. All right, Philip Bauer. Addressing social problems is more important than you feeling fucking comfortable. That's right, Philip Bauer. Way to go, man. Good Tell you what, people with the name Philip know what they're talking about. Yep. Chris Tyson. In the wake of the Odell situation, no pay, no play. Owners are out of control. Ooh. Man, I, I mean, I really like that too. Do we have anything that's like in that discusses that at all? We yet? do not have an amendment on that topic. We nothing. have nothing. Uh, we have players first, right? But we don't have anything that says if you're not paid, you don't play. It could be an amendment to an amendment. I think that's what we maybe should ah. add that to the players' first amendment. It could be a section because we have the, articles, we have amendments, but then we need sections. Right, so the we can clarify within that. I All think right, that's, so players first will now also have no pay, no play. Right. Congratulations, Chris Tyson. You are in the Constitution. Thou shalt know from now on. But Amendment 6, players first will have an amendment. If you are not paid, you will not played. And the owners are out of control. And we have one from our iTunes. I'll read the whole thing. Michael the Dane. This enhances your NFL knowledge level insanely. Following football for eight years, but I have not heard the podcast since April. It has been the best foreplay ever coming into a season. For the first time, I was pumped as never before and extremely excited for the season to start. And now they keep extending the pleasure. Extended for your pleasure. Ooh, we like Pornhub. And finally living in New York, came from Denmark. <laughs> so- <laughs> So I can watch the game in normal hours. The down-to-earth, we-take-no-BS approach is liberating. Uh, 
with this topped with three people with insane chemistry, which sends lightning all over. Hey. hey. Constitution misses two things. Number one, players need to be paid for their value and the value they create, not for BS contract rules. So it's like the value, not like your position group. Say that again, though. Read it one more time. Players need to be paid for their value and the value they create, not for BS contract rules. Ooh. So I don't know if that's... You okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. I don't know if it's amendment worthy. I think it's it's close. We got, I gotta clarify that in my own brain. I'm not even smart to yeah. make that all out. No, his other one was: we yeah. believe in judging players for their performance on and off the field based on facts, not gossip and BS statistics. I think that's that's something like if he could c- kind of find a way there, we probably could make that a like another extension of the. Uh, the, the players first section. The, or, or another one. Do we have anything about, like, you know, again, we've talked so much about guys who are so much better than their stats, right? Like the Michael Bennett's of the world, where there's no stat for, it should really just say, like, at the bottom of the game, for Aaron Donald, it should, it should say, <laughs> F you up. How many, like, how many times did he so fuck then a I'll, play I'm going to put this, because of Michael the Dane, congratulations, you started this conversation, we need someone for next week right. to write up something about how players can be more impactful than their statistics. Right, I think, but it's, that is not going to be a constitution. We're right. not putting it in. I need someone to write that up. Yeah, we got to write it up. And but it's like Leo it, it would help in. us with the people that really deserve credit. I mean, that's where we always talk about: Jadavion Clowney, Michael Bennett, Aaron Donald. There's no stat for them out there that goes well. Yeah, we look back at the film and they fucked up 40 of the offensive snaps, uh, but they only had one tackle at the yeah. end of the game. So the new amendments that will be going in next week. Kendrick will find a Rutgers, Maryland player during the numbers section. Uh, Thou shall not make a decision before first pulling up the teams. Addressing social problems is more important than you feeling fucking normal. And I will read to you later what Lido wrote as a possible amendment to see if it fits that. It might already be completed. And then we need someone to talk about stats not being enough. Speaking of not being enough. I like our how, like, I feel Howard Sternish, though, that we're giving people pleasure like that. Do they want me to go. Do you even know what he was talking about, Fendrick? Have you seen the movie? Private Parts? No. Great. Are you kidding me? I never me? saw Private Parts. It's really what? good. W-E-N-B-C. 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 You guys good? You guys yeah. ready to talk about Very football? Okay. Uh, yeah, a different kind of football. Sure, Mama Luka Booba Day. How about U.S. men's national team didn't qualify for the World Cup, and as someone tweeted to us, it's unfortunate because their best player broke his leg on Sunday. Oh. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> That's a good one. Sims, I feel like this is your time. I, brought it, go. I brought it up as soon as he walked in today. As soon today. as I walked in the day, he was like, do you want to talk about U.S. soccer today? And he's like, it's probably a good time. Uh, yeah, just again, I don't need to, to say much other than this kind of clarifies my comment in general, that USA soccer in general, is getting fourth and fifth tier athletes of our country. Uh, and shouldn't and, be losing to Trinidad and Tobago? No. I mean, I'm sorry, but Trinidad and Tobago has not really been the hotbed of professional athletes I last believe time I it's the size, if I got Taylor Twelman's rant correctly, the size of Corpus Christi, Texas. Jeez. I think they have a million people in Trinidad total. So it might be a little bigger than Corpus Christi. Yeah, a little Christi, bit bigger. But yeah. we have 300 million plus. How much bigger is that? Is it 300 times? About 300 times. Yeah, yeah. that shouldn't happen. I mean, that's ridiculous. 
Uh, so who are some of the other soccer players that you'd like to mention? No, there's nobody no, else. No, 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 I mean in the NFL. Oh, like, I mean, like well, a, there could be like Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Kareem Hunt. I mean, you could go through the list, whoever you want. Receivers, A.J. Green. I bet you Tavon I mean, Austin Jaylen might be Jalen Ramsey on the backside corner with A.J. Bouye and Akeem Talib. What Akita would happen Lee? if, Garrett, if, if uh, Leonard Fournette was running down the Oh, my <laughs> gosh. They, they probably wouldn't even know what to do with him. I mean, he, he might they'd be like, well, he's, you're, you're dribbling too aggressively. We can't even run into you and knock you down. And you didn't even open it up to the NBA. You put Russell Westbrook in goal. Yeah, you put LeBron I mean, Westbrook, out there at yeah, stopper. Yeah, I'd probably put like LeBron at goal. I mean, yeah. like 6'9 with that wingspan and ability to jump. Or like a you know another who's another tall, lanky, freak, like Kevin Durant, somebody like that. I think you bring in Durant as the corner kick specialist. The corner just kick second specialist? half when you need a just goal, a header. you bring him in for the head. I just worry about those guys like defensively on a fast break. Like those guys, they're they're good athletes on the basketball court. But to long stride long. for that. Stride, physically explode. Like, I that's wish, not their I, game. I wonder if they actually have forty times for soccer players, just to like compare. Yeah, I, I, I want to know what like like Yedlin. It was the fastest guy on this UN's men's national team. Right, I'm pretty sure. Right. I'd like to know what he ran the forty. Well, I can promise you, he's not as fast as Odell or Tyree Kill. I don't even know if he's faster than Ryan I mean, Shazier. <laughs> Tyree Kill would like placed in the two hundred meters for the Olympics in high school. So, I mean, did you see that a few weeks ago? Sims, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. You don't get it. <laughs> uh, Second Amendment, Kyle Shanahan is our favorite coach in favorite. the NFL. Uh, and I've, every week i got to do something. And a story came out from Kirk Cousins hmm. about when he first got to Washington and his experience with Kyle Shanahan. He was introducing himself, Cousins recalled. The first thing he said to me was, my goal is to develop you and help you play well enough that we eventually trade you. And then everyone's like, wait, What? He said it was because of his experience with Matt Schaub. Right. Cousins said, he told me, that he was a backup to Mike Vick and played really well in preseason games, and then he got a chance to get traded and had a great career in Houston. So Kyle said, don't see this as a discouraging situation or disappointment. I worked with a guy in a very similar situation. We had a lot of success. Our goal for you, there will be good things ahead. From day one when I got the call I was picked, I was disappointed. Remember, he was taking the same team yeah. RG3 was taking. Same draft. I thought it was a dead end, but immediately Kyle painted a picture that, hey, there's a great opportunity here. From that day on, he communicated belief and gave me a reason to be excited. And I look back and I'm very grateful I was drafted there. And now that the six years, I give a lot of credit to him. Yeah. I, I mean, he's going to San Francisco. I would think so. I don't even talk to Kyle about these things so I can speak freely about it because so I don't you even want to purposely don't ask. Yeah, you know that's what I do. Usually with important topics with my coaching friends, I don't even want to know their thoughts because then if I say, it they're gonna go dude i told you this and why are you saying it now well yeah i don't know a lot of this shit i'm a lot i can figure out on my own i don't need to <laughs> fucking kyle to tell me uh, they might want kirk cousins in free agency so no shit. Uh, yeah no shit sherlock um so yeah I, I i again i think the writing is on the wall i do think still it's not a definite because i mean again they could have success in washington what if the redskins go to the nfc championship game which is a very real possibility i mean i yeah. still have a hard time believing they're gonna let him out of the door and he's gonna want to go Oh, let me go to San Francisco and start with a rebuild. Yes, even though it's Kyle and he's awesome. I just that's and a dicey Ryan situation. Hoyer's put up two three hundred yard games already. Yes. Uh, one thing we did ask people is for nicknames for the Jets safety duo Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Uh, Patrick Ermlich uh, sent in five left and right co. Uh, the Adams family, Hydraplane, Beasts of the East, and I thought his best one was the Jetpack which I kind of liked. Mm. Sean Sheehy said, a damn mayhem. 
So a uh, dam would be Adams Adam. and then Marcus Mayhem. Right. Uh, so mine would be between the Jetpack and a Dam Mayhem. I'm going to say thank you so much, Sean Sheehy, Patrick Ermlich. I'd like to put this back out there. Yeah. Jet safeties. But what do you think of the two, Jetpack or a Dam Mayhem? I think a Jetpack is I the one. I think the Jetpack is pretty damn good. It is. Good. I mean, a Dam again, Mayhem, that's a lot of thinking to it get It is that. a lot. I mean, I, I, could, I, I can't get that out of but my mouth. But I would mouth. say the current leader is Jetpack. Let's see if anyone can beat the Jetpack. Man, he had a huge interception, May, in, on the, in the red zone. It's funny that Jamal Adams is kind of overshadowing him, but they're both playing fantastic. Phenomenal, yeah. Uh, someone that was also fantastic, your boy Dow Logans with that two-point call. Twitter would not shut up I on Monday night that when you about that, that two-point where it was – it was a handoff into a pitch until like a, a reverse. Shuffle, yeah, right, until a shovel pass, right? It was unbelievable. It was. Uh, again, I think you're going to just continue to see these more and more of these type of plays. Did you see that, I forget what analyst it was, said that he, oh, Steve Smith. Right. Steve Smith said that Dal Logans was saving the good plays for Mitchell Trubisky and not using them for Mike Glennon. Well, that's just crazy. Mike Glennon I mean, can't run the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, what what plays did he what plays did he see in that game the other night that he went, "Whoa, those are amazing plays." You mean the one where Trubisky was running for his life to the right, <laughs> making great throws or what? <laughs> Throwing it on, I wanted yeah. to ask you, yes. what is your evaluation of Mitchell Trubisky? I I, I liked what I saw from Trubisky. Uh, again, I think we all have to take into the big picture here that there's not a legit receiver. Their receivers stink. They have the worst receiving core in football and legitimately when they line up Tariq Cohn at receiver, he is the best receiver they have. So it's not going to be easy. The whole year, it's going to be tough. And again, uh, the poise, the athletic ability, the arm strength, the ability to throw on the arm, uh, on the run, all are top-notch. I like what I saw. You're going to see some rough moments. And uh, listen, he kept them in the game. And I still think that if they maybe like let him in there in the Green Bay game, maybe he doesn't throw an interception late in the game because he's right. been in a situation a little more similar to I that. I thought he had a few throws just rolling out, throwing it to the sideline that were really fantastic. Some of his best throws ended up being dropped or penalties in yeah. the first half. And he Gruden got a little lucky on the touchdown. Yeah, but I did. thought, look, it's in a tough situation against mm-hmm. a really good defense. Yes, a really and good And I thought defense. he played well. I know we're going to call your pops in a second, so okay. let me. I have a huge section of great fan questions for this week, and then after your dad, I want to talk about this New York Giants situation too. Okay, cool. Daniel Christian just had a comment: watching the Cardinals' offense is like watching an old dog trying to get up onto the bed. Yeah, it is. It's a lot like that. <laughs> I, I, I really wonder how things are going to end there. I mean, just with Bruce Arians, I think it's iffy if he's back next year. Yeah. It's over for Carson Palmer. Yeah. And, I mean, they do need to be ashamed of themselves by that offensive line. Yes. It's a joke. Connor Sweeney, will Adrian Peterson become the first NFL player to play two games in London in one season after his trade to Arizona? They go to London in week seven. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Adrian Peterson can go to London be. and play nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that they traded for him. I, I don't know. You we saw my notes. Well, and you saw my notes. I might have wrote. I think I wrote something about CJ2K. Oh, well, he's been done. It's just You've been, been done. that all I year. I just couldn't even believe he was starting when I turned the game on again. I was like, damn, they're starting him again? And I don't yeah. mean to say anything bad about it. CJ2K's a legend. I played with him in Tennessee. I'm just saying at this point, it, it's over. Yes. All right. Now we have some this or that. Lito Quirky, our guy, choose three to be your wide receivers for your entire career, Sims. He gives you four options. Pick three. Okay. Who are you leaving out? Marvin Harrison. Yep. Jerry Rice. Oof. Larry Fitzgerald. Terrell Owens. Oof. Who are you leaving out? Um, 
Jer- All right, I'm probably leaving out Marvin Harrison. I think so too. Uh, I got to go with To, even though I probably will have issues with the locker freak. room at times. That I I consider that I'll be able to control that. Yeah. I want Larry Fitz for all the red zone stuff yes. and just doing some of the dirty and work. Jerry Rice is Marvin Harrison to the nth degree. Exactly right. Uh, Billy is male Mustafa. Loved your Malik Hooker Ed Reed comparison. He loved Malik Hooker too. If you're building a team to win today mm. with no future implications and you're just trying to win now, yep. which running back are you taking? Him and his friend are debating between LaShawn McCoy and Le'Veon Bell. Ooh. Between those two. And right now. Right now. Just this season, yep. right now. I'm taking LaShawn McCoy. Ooh. Yes, I am. LaShawn McCoy. Le'Veon Bell is good. Um, again, I'm sure you saw in my notes, I watched the Jacksonville offense first, and then I went back and watched Pittsburgh's offense the next, right, right, right I after. I was literally going to say this. You wrote ahead, down. Right, say what I say. You wrote down, uh, Bell is really good, but after watching Fournette, it's a little bit of a letdown. It, it really is, yes. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell is not hitting on all cylinders to the way he was last year, too. So that t- I take that into account, certainly. But yes, McCoy right now in week six going in 2017 is a better player than Le'Veon Bell. He can wow. do more with less. He's still in the conversation for the quickest running back in football. And I think if you put him in that Pittsburgh offense, you, you'd go, holy crap, he's amazing. By the way, Billy Ismail Mustafa also wrote, by the way, I'd kick Chris and Phil's ass in backgammon. Ooh. He might kick mine. Phil's got a Phil's got a different game. I don't know about that anymore. Speaking though. of Phil, let's get the old man on the phone. It's get that Phil old, in time. Give us a little volume with, here, Steinmetz. We do need a. Um, he said he'll have the phone on, ready yeah, to go. He did. We do need a uh, a theme song. I think for the Phil segment. Phil a shit. Phil a shit. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> Hoping he doesn't pick up. I know. I told him. I hope you screw it up Hello. again. Hello. Hello. Well, yes, hello. You know, people are trying to work here. What do you need? <laughs> well, what are you working on? What are you doing? What am I doing? I, I'm just watching football games. It's a tough life I have here, but I have to do it. Which game are you watching? I just got done watching the Miami Dolphins play the Tennessee Titans. Ma- oh, you put yourself through that? <laughs> I couldn't. I watched it live, and I had to like put Listerine in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Well, you know, after just seeing it right now, I can understand why. I thought, uh, wow, neither. And I think there was neither team got over 200 yards of total offense in the game, and it was um, it was a grimy game. I guess that's the best thing to say. I don't know what to say about it. Uh, yeah. So apparently you are the best tie tire in inside the NFL, huh? That was a fun video to see you tie in Boomer's tie. You know, Boomer Esiason, Mr. Media, all the shows, Sunday, you know, radio shows, TV, of course, how he dresses on his morning radio shows, a uh, thing that needs to be talked about, but that's another subject. But all these shows he does, and he can't tie his own tie. That's crazy. So I get oh tired gosh. of doing it for him, so I said, look, let me show you one more time. And... Um, Nope. You know, getting the tire on that big, thick neck of his is not easy, but we finally got it straightened out. He goes, he was so proud of himself. Look, I did it. I go, yeah, Boomer. It goes to about just just below your breast. You know, you got to get it a little longer than that. It, it was true, too. He goes, 
Well, I'm going to keep my jacket buttoned. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, oh, it was good. It was good. So there was a passing of a Giants legend in YA Tittle, and it was funny because I was talking to your son, and he was like, oh, yeah, little Philip, your grandson, knows about YA Tittle, and apparently was asking who's better, Papa or YA Tittle. Oh, yes, he was. Well, Dad knows. Dad's been over the house a few times to see where, like, Philip watches the history of the Giants. So he'll <laughs> oh sit gosh. there and watch the two-hour show of, you know, the Giants history from yeah, like, the what 20s. What were the questions he asked you? Oh, uh, you know, hey, uh, hey uh, dad, 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 is uh, who's better, Papa or Y.A. Tittle? I think Papa was. Are you, you Y.A. Tittle's pretty good, Dad. He's pretty good. No, Dad, Papa was better. Dad, Dad, what about that number 42 quarterback? And I was like, damn, Charlie Connerly? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Man, he looked like pretty good, too. He made some epic throws. <laughs> That's like yeah, he, he. You're right. That's the crap he comes out with, but he's all into Johnny I, Unitas, Archie Manning. I mean, wow. all of it. Yes. Oh, oh my fi- gosh, go show him some. Go show him Bert Jones. Man, yeah, I know that's you one already of your got him watching film. Show him some of. Um, oh shoot, Bobby Douglas from the Chicago Bears. You can't even see the football on the screen. He throws it so hard. So. I feel like Y A Tittle is like one of the ultimate football names. Like growing up, like Y A Tittle was one that you always heard. Yeah. Oh, it's a great name. Um, I told the story. I didn't do a great job on it. I met him in 1980 at Giants training camp, first time. You know, and 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 they listed Boomer looked him up and goes, he's six foot one ninety. I go, man, I don't know. He was bigger than that. And and Joe Namath verified. He said when you met him, you, he's a big man. And you know, and, and then Boomer goes, yeah, he had a big head, big hands, big arms, whatever. But um, so nice. So I guess at the time he was 53. And, you know, he, he picked up the football. He was asking about throwing seam passes. He picked up the ball and threw a couple. I went, man, he could still throw. And it was it was really cool. And and then you look up what he did in the NFL. Right. First, you know, when he left the game, he was the all-time leading passer, completions, attempts, touchdowns, game games played as a professional football man. player. I mean, he – I don't know, two or three time MVP of the NFL. And now I understand why Mr. Mara, Wellington Mara, before he passed away, man, he was always talking to me about Y.E. Tittle and Charlie Connerly. Because if you watch, ever see highlights of them, you can see why, man, they could, they could play. They could throw it. And Charlie Connerly was a really good athlete who could run the ball very well. I think that's one of the reasons why it wore number 42. Right. Awesome. So it's pretty cool. All right. So wait, we got two subjects we're going to talk about real quick. I thought one of them was really interesting, and your angle on it was really interesting, is just as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. They are changing the game, and I think if you look at it a little bit, just as a fan, you see that it's filtering to other teams in football right now. Other teams are definitely copying what the Chiefs are doing. But I thought you made a good point to me earlier today that I hadn't thought of that you just think another great thing about what Kansas City's doing. And then go ahead, I'll let you wrap from there. Well, let's see this. Adam, remember this moment in life that he said I made a good point. I don't want that to go away. <laughs> I am going to write it down um, right now. Yeah, write that down. Good but point. You, you know, look, there's, there's many things, facets about it. But the biggest one about this going sideways, the the speed sweep or whatever you want to call it, faking the sweep, the option passes off of it, everything, what does it do? It makes defensive linemen go sideways more than forward. And the greatest mismatch in pro football is what? Defensive linemen against offensive linemen. 
defensive linemen are always they're on that side. Why? Because they're really special athletes. And usually, not always, I don't want to knock the offensive linemen this much, but usually they're made offensive linemen in high school because why? They got slow feet. They're not good enough to be defensive linemen. Yeah, right. So they put them over there. Here, son, you know, you're big. You really can't do anything, but stand over here, and someday you'll grow into that body, and who knows what will happen. And that's really what it is. So think about what Kansas City's doing, what they're doing to their offensive line, helping it out with all the fakes they make, the shovel pass, my gosh, I brought it up yesterday. Um, Alex Smith is running almost the same offense, except with a better pro-passing concepts to it, that he ran at Utah yep. under Urban Meyer. Hmm. I remember watching him come out of college going, you know, I said some things about him, and I didn't think he was the number one pick in the draft, but he was faking the zone read or the option and then throwing the shovel pass under it, and I was going, well, that's pretty clever. And, Christopher, you know, here in North Jersey, every team, high school team, all of a sudden had to have that play in their offense. Right. The quarterback run, shovel pass. And and right now, I don't know what's happened, but the shovel pass, I've seen oh. it about 50 times this season so far by every team. McCaffrey under, had one with Sunday. every formation and yep. thought process you can actually have. Yeah, I, I think it was a great point by you, Dad, because it is. I think we're seeing those shovel passes and the speed sweeps because you're, you're right. Simple fact of the matter is D linemen outmatch the physicalness of the O linemen in the NFL right now. Yeah, and it's and a in, good way to hide some of, of that. And, and listen to me, there's many things. You don't have to have a quarterback who can really, really run. Anybody can run this offense. Just... Oh. But the other thing is, too, now you don't have to have. Oh, the franchise wide receiver, 6'4", yes. 200 pounds, and let's just make sure we give him every throw in the game. and More formations, and I, I did a quick count. and This is just today. I went online real quick, and, man, I'm about stuck. Is, he, is that your – Oh, okay. But no, being really low-balling it, 5'10 and under, people who handle the football, 5'10 and under, my first count was 62 people in the league. You go, oh, you know, some of them, it was amazing to me how many guys are 5'8 and 5'7 that I picked up. So these are players. There's so many of them out there. Now you can, you know, we slotted them before. Well, son, you're not 6'2 and 210, so you've got to be a slot receiver. Well, now everything's interchangeable. We we see it with Terry Kill. Yeah, he can line up as a wide receiver, but they'll have him off the line. And what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. I'm get up there and be physical with this little guy? Right. What if you miss him? He's well, gone. gone. You, you, yeah, right. he's gone. Right. So, see, but formations where you put them, moving them, I'm sure many players around the NFL now, wide receivers and running backs are looking at the Kansas City Chiefs going, man, why, why can't we do that? Yeah, sure. And, just it just makes sense, and it's the biggest thing too. I hate to do this to these big wide receivers, but it lessens their value, and also there's so many of these type of players of in college football that they're going to find a better place for them in the NFL as offenses change to to highlight them more. And it will the biggest thing too too I meant to say is money. Yes. So they're going to be a little more interchangeable. We don't have to pay this. 
Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. $15 million a year. Exactly. We've been saying this with the Patriots forever. They find value. When no right. one wanted tight ends, they got tight ends. They kind of started this slot receiver trend. Yeah. And what I like is instead of going, man, why aren't there better coached offensive linemen coming out of college? Find schemes that don't rely on really good offensive linemen. Yeah. All right, Sims, what's your next thing? Okay, next thing, Dad. Uh, we got well, There's talk- more to that subject, but if you want to hear the rest of it, tune in to NFL Today on CBS hey, and I'll uh, school you. <laughs> on the rest of these thoughts that I had about it. Okay, all right. So wh- yeah. I, I want to do one other topic, just with the, the three second-year quarterbacks right now. Because, right, go. I mean, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. Let's just focus on those three. First thing is, Adam and I believe both believe that Carson Wentz is in the conversation for one of the five best quarterbacks in football. Second thing is, Dak Prescott, people, I hear it, and I see some of the stuff on the computer and online. Oh, he's not as good as last year. And I want to be really? like, what? yeah, I want to be like, what? Like, First of all, he's carrying the team more this year because they can't run the ball the same. He's better. And then Jared Goff, I feel like people are trying to put him in the conversation with Dak and Wentz just because the numbers are somewhat good. I saw Lou Riddick and Scott Van Pelt being like, you better hop on the, the golf well, wagon. They're letting and I was their, like, their ego and their bias get in, in the way of evaluating again. It's the perfect example well, it, of it, it, but go ahead. Well, okay. It's yeah. like politics. Whatever your thought was, there's nothing's going to change me. I don't care what you say. That's You're just wrong. stupid. So that's I one know. thing. Okay. So all the people who thought Jared Goff was the number one pick in the draft, they're now going, what I tell you? I knew it. You're wrong. I knew I was right. And, <laughs> and, and it, look, he's playing much better, of course. Yes. And he's got better people around him. That always helps the quarterback. But every game, and I've watched them all, every game, Sean McVay – my, what, what's the word for it, uh, level of belief in him or where I put him yeah. just keeps going up. Yeah, I agree. And his offensive game plan against the Seattle Seahawks was absolutely tremendous. Amazing. And, and it was there for them to score a lot, and the game should not have been close. Right. And, you know, Jared Goff made a lot of good decisions. They're not going to take that away. But there were throws that he missed. And he did not take advantage of, and I know he's a second-year guy, so I'm not. I don't overjudge young quarterbacks because I know how it was. It was. It's hard. Right. It's tough. But the scheme is so good, and he's playing better. But don't just elevate it just because of the numbers. You know, all these people that go by the numbers, and you know, all the, I know we did this last week. But his QBR. Oh well, his QBR is so high. He's really good. Oh, oh okay. It's, played maybe the whatever bad defense your offense what there's many reasons why but i'm just saying physically and i've already said it this week on some shows he's got to throw the football more consistent um put it on the targets because sean mcveigh is designing an offense for the quarterback to be a star there's no question about it yeah mm. all right and then just talk about, else, Dak well, just talk about wentz and prescott real quick well, just... let me give you a quick one on Dak prescott right. if you think that then I don't know what to tell you. Come and sit in my office for five minutes, and I'll show you, watch the games. You go, oh, wow, I was really wrong. Right. Yes, you were. You were really wrong. And then give and me Wentz. <laughs> give me Wentz real quick before we hang up Wentz, on you. Wentz, real quick. Yeah. He's not like a thrower like Brady or, or, or Roethlisberger, that type, or Stafford. He's more of let's make some power throws, and then you know let me have a few throws on the run. And the other big thing is then just let him make a few plays. Right, and and the only thing that worries me about Carson Wentz, really impressed with his play so far this year, is that man, it's all out, and yeah. that worries me a little. Now he is a monster of a guy when you yes. meet him in person, right? And he holds the football around like it's a, a baseball, which I've told you. But uh, that would be my only concern. 
him, but he is absolutely physically better this year, throwing it better the way he is now for the whole year because last year his throwing did deteriorate as the year went along. Right. I want to get Phil on this real quick before yeah. we go because I'd be remiss if I didn't. Uh, Dominique rogers Cromartie is currently suspended from the team after Landon Collins said that McAdoo and him got into an altercation Hello? on Sunday. Yeah, we're here. You hear us? Can you hear us? Dad? Dad, you got Hello? us? You got us? No, I got you now. I didn't okay. hear you before. It's you Fender, took yeah, about it's Fendrick, so Dominic Fendrick Rod- shit phone. Dominic so Rogers Domin- Cromartie got suspended. Dominic Rogers Cromartie got suspended from the team. Landon Collins said McAdoo and him had an altercation on Sunday. All of the injuries, the offense looks like crap. What the hell is going to happen with the Giants, Big Phil? Well, look, if I knew what was going to happen, I would tell you. I thought they were it was going to be between them and Seattle who was going to go to the Super Bowl before the year. And that's what I thought about the New York Giants. You know the Giants. Team. You know the Giants. Is there any chance that this keeps going bad, that McAdoo's in trouble before the season's over? Not going to get into coaching right now. Listen, if it completely – Mr. Mara always had the, the, the answer or whatever. Yes. When the fans don't show up, uh, That's when trouble comes. Uh, all right, we'll watch so, attendance. Those seats are empty. Man, it, there's got to be changes. And 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 the, look, the team. It, so many disappointing things about the football team. I don't even know where to begin. You know, the, the defense has been. Everybody keeps talking about the offensive line and all these other things. To me, the first thing that sticks out to me is the defense. Look, defenses should be more consistent every week than the other side of the football. And when you've got a good defense, it's got to carry you. I thought that would carry them right. through the fact that they didn't have a great offensive line. That has not been the case, and I don't know if you can fix that before the end of the year. Right. Awesome. Big you're the, man, the man, dude. All right, guys. Have a good Thank day. You. I'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Uh, yeah, so you didn't know about the suspension? No idea. I've been kind of just watching film all day, so I haven't been looking at any of them. That happened earlier. Yeah, see, those are the kind of things He showed that- up and then said, I'm just going to leave. I'm disagreeing with McAdoo, and then McAdoo said he's suspended. Uh, Brian Daniels, this is where a bigger conversation. Yeah. Any chance Eli gets a pass, no matter how terrible he plays and still starts next year with the wide receiver injuries as a scapegoat? I've been thinking about this for the last two days. Yeah. It sucks because we know the offense sucks and McAdoo's not the answer. Right. And now these injuries, you can go, well, the offense stinks because the wide receivers aren't there. It's only going to get worse. Yes. And now that you have the defense turning on the head coach, are, is there a chance that everyone gets a, gets a pass because of these injuries? I, I, I don't. I don't think so necessarily. I do think that this season ends up two and fourteen, three and thirteen ish. Even with the injuries. Even with the injuries, they're in deep crap. The, the the whole the whole staff. What do you think about when you hear the DRC suspension? The DRC thing that tells me that there the wheels are falling off. That there is when the defense turns on the offensive coach. Defense turning on the offensive coach. There's just obviously some sort of lack of respect there with the way things are going and the culture in general. Definitely, Fat Riley's uh, losing them. So it, it is. I mean, uh, yeah. There's there's something wrong there, and that's the thing that's going to get the attention of the owners too. Dad will talk about the tickets. He's right about that for cer- certain. But I'm not kidding. I'm going to check attendance yeah. every Monday podcast mm-hmm. from now on. Yeah, because the Giants are well. The Giants it. are old school. You know, it's not going to matter about what's money in their pocket, right? The owners are they already got the money. They're, they're sold out for the year. The New York Giants. They want to know fans. But the Giants, yeah, the Giants wanted the optics to be right. They are, you know, they we're hold the New York Giants. We're the New York Football Giants, and we have a we have a rabid fan base. No yeah. matter what, even as long as we're competitive, they're pretty good, and they come to the stand. 
fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see where the blame falls and if McAdoo avoids it because of the injuries. You see uh, Drake visited Odell in the hospital? I did not. That's cool, though. That's why Drake's the man. What a good guy. He is. Drake's right? the He is. Uh, what do you Can got I for ask me? a uh, big Phil follow-up question? Yeah. You still want to talk about the Giants? No, please. I was just going to say, so your dad was saying that running backs and wide receivers around the league must be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and being like, why can't our team do that? Right. Are players actually aware of what other teams are doing schematically during the season and, and bringing that to their coaches? Offensive players are definitely aware of it. Yes, okay. they are, uh, especially the skill guys. Because, uh, you know, for the most part, your, your skill guys are pretty into the sport in general. They're the kind of guys that will go home and go watch, well, watch Monday Night Football or the highlights and see what, you know, blah, blah, blah did in the game. How yep. did he get his catches? And then, of course, you watch film during the week. So if you cross over and see a Chiefs film, or a Rams film like we were talking about, you go, oh, okay, wow, that's kind of cool. I mean, why don't we do that stuff? So certainly taking their notice, but the part of taking it to the coaches will not happen. No. So the players talk amongst themselves, They're gonna, no one is going to tell right, the offensive coordinator right. what Now, to if they become a free agent after the year or stuff, they might go to their agent and go, oh, man, uh, I mean, I want to be in something Find like that Kansas City. That. Right. I want to do something like that. But that's where I always get into the conversation with you. The NFL is a dictatorship, period. That's really what it is. It's hard for other coaches to go to the head coach or the offensive coordinator and go, I used to run this play when I was coaching on the other team, and we had tremendous success. And the offensive coordinator is, well, unless you're Andy Reid. I've never run this. Yeah, right. Andy Reid's well showing. I mean, all the good coaches are. They yeah. Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Bill yeah. Belichick. They are who they are because they continue to evolve and cre- you know push the limits. Can we get Brandon Marshall on the podcast you know, now that he's I, out for the season? I know. Season? He's, he's avoided is my he last year. Text. Yeah, I think he would. He was, he was go. I told Josh this behind the scenes. I was keeping my hopes up because uh, I thought there was a chance that B. Marsh and Odell would both come on. Shut I didn't want to tell you where that. So, <laughs> but I just don't know where that is right now. And I'm letting the yeah, cat. Now, you, I think Fendrick's looking at me like I can't believe you just well, said no, this. I'm just saying. No, so, I mean, Chris it's like has the now, worst possible thing could have happened. Well, it might be good now. He has some free time. Oh yeah, okay. Chris sure. has told us in the last two weeks that Aaron Rodgers, Odell, and yeah. Brandon Marshall come on. So I, I'll wait and see it. We Man. could go to the hospital. I texted. Green Bay today, too, just so you know. I really did. Steven Paella retired uh, are, from the Cowboys. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Damn. Haloti is out for the season I with know a torn that. bicep. And then Tom Brady missed a day of practice, and people thought the world was going to end. Yeah, well, his shoulder hurts, but you could tell. joint sprain. You, you could tell in the game that it was bothering him. Uh, speaking of Rodgers. Man, Al- Paella just retired. Up and retired. Wow. Uh, Ali Cook asks, if Aaron Rodgers, who she agrees is the best quarterback of all time, was the Browns quarterback... Could they make the playoffs? Oh, that would be tough. I would probably say no, but they would they would be in the playoff conversation come December. Yes, I mean if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, they would already have two wins this year at least. I would I would say that like they should have won. They up outplayed the Jets. You know I said that yes. on Monday. They should have won that game. Uh, yes, if Aaron Rodgers in there, that's one win. I mean. Even you could even go Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They right. were there for the taking. Aaron Rodgers might be able to get you over the edge. Yes, he is that amazing. Yes. So if he was on the Browns, they could make the playoffs. They'd be a pain in everybody's ass. Uh, we were talking about Wentz earlier, and I like to call this segment Lefko has a Wentz boner. There's a quote from <laughs> Jalen Mills. His car is always in the first parking spot. That's how you know he's the first guy in the building. Right. Way past guys getting the ice tub, getting recovery, getting in the parking lot. The lot is empty, and you still see his car there. He's the first guy in and always the last guy out. Oh, I love that. Yeah. When players see that come from the quarterback, it shows that he is dedicated. It means a lot to us. It does. It does. It means a lot to the team oh, to see that. Baby. I can just, you know, listen, I didn't have a great career, but but I was my, always there first. My years of starting there, I, 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 
I was shocked. I always was like, oh, I'm going to be the company guy. I'm going to get there early. Yeah. But I was shocked how it just it just went through the team. Like, hey, fucking Chris is in there watching at 6.30. That like, spoiled the coaches. Kid. The coaches would say things to the players. The players would walk through the meeting room and be like, damn, what? you're in here already? Is there any other position uh, if, like, the first-round cornerback... Uh, no, I think the other position... It's mainly quarterback. Mainly quarterback, but uh, there's, like, Derek Brooks... On, and Rondé, they certainly had that on the defensive side of the ball, gotcha. to where like the young guys were like, "Well, fuck! If Brooks and Rondé are here still, I'd better yeah. go. Well, let me go sit in the meeting room with them, and maybe they'll teach me something." And it becomes infectious that way. Brent Plottle, do you think the Steelers will draft a quarterback next season? I'm done with older, fat Blake Bortles, aka Big Ben. <laughs> That's a good way. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, a good chuckle. <laughs> that was, I was like, "What is he talking about?" Uh, oh, uh, uh, yes, I do. They have to. I think they're definitely going to be I in the quarterback market. I think they tried to market. with Dobbs. Uh, yeah, I think they were hoping that maybe they would find a diamond in a rough yeah, there. Was... But yeah, I, I do think they're going to be in the quarterback market. Jason Luttrell has a question yeah. for you. You keep saying the Pittsburgh D is great. How? Haven't seen anything spectacular yet. Man, I don't know why. The the, the D was great the other day. I mean, you lost the game where they threw for 95 yards. And you held Fournette to under 100 before, that before the 90-yard run. Um you know, I mean, listen, they had a few lapses in the Bears game. I get that. But other than that, it's been pretty dominant. I, I, I'm actually surprised that somebody's even challenging that. Am I sold that they are completely fixed? Like, the man-to-man issue left go yeah. is still going to be an issue when they play the great def- offenses in football. It's, they still can't play man-to-man. Marty Burns is not enough. I mean, no, no. And Joe Hayden in there. It's just not in their DNA to do that. Uh, by the way, through five games, no player in NFL history has more passing yards without an interception than Alex Smith. Man. 1,391. Tyreek Hill is averaging averaging per touchdown. How many yards per touchdown do you think he's averaging? Gosh, I, I mean, I don't ever see him get, get any short ones. I'm going to say like 48 yards. 47.8. Yeah. Oracle, Oracle. Uh, the question was on Reddit. Is Alex Smith going to be remembered as a chief or a niner? Oh, that's, a, that's actually Depends really upon good. how this season goes, right? I do. I think it is. It's a lot depending on this season. That's actually a really good question. Right now, I think it's a 49er if he retired. But if this year ends up like AFC Championship Super Bowl appearance, that's going to change everybody's perception. Uh, Jay Glazer is reporting that Peyton Manning will be back in the NFL next year as a GM. He mentioned the Browns, the Titans, and the Rams. Ooh, the Rams. Where do you think Peyton Manning ends up as a GM next year? The Rams year? is an interesting one. I haven't heard that. The Browns makes sense. Of course, Jimmy Haslam is and a huge Titans UT. because Tennessee. Yeah, and I really thought that they could end up doing the Saints, too, if things fell apart mm. there as well because he's from New Orleans. Pick one. If I had to pick one, Oracle. I'm, I'm going to say he is the Browns. I Browns. think Jimmy Haslam's going to go... Not only do we need a football mind in here, I think he's going to go, we just need something that looks better on face value. Mm. And Peyton running the organization looks Isn't better. Isn't that the worst way that they could possibly approach it? As far as... Thinking of face value well, versus I, substance? Well, I think I think that they know he'll bring the substance. Okay. So they, it's like a win-win to go right. like, hey, it's Peyton Manning, and then also Got he's going to bring the substance. Someone on Reddit found, figured out yeah. that 5'6 Tariq Cohen has bigger hands than Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham, and Mike Evans. That's amazing. I mean, I can only imagine how big his gloves are. Unbelievable. Um, but <laughs> uh, I have an out-of-left go field. He didn't even he get, didn't get it. it. He didn't, didn't even go through it. Even... I'm just not going to respond. Okay. I'm just not going to respond. Okay. You're so fucking mature. Yes. Out-of-left go field. Uh, 
the Hamsa hand right. has oh, been God. a symbolic in Islam and Judaism for centuries. Uh, Tariq Cohen, protect, and it stands for protection from evil and misfortune. And I believe he's going to provide that for the bears because hands, you know, and he's a, he's a good little Jewish mensch, Tariq Cohen. <laughs> What'd you call him? Hamsa hand? The Hamsa Hamsa hand. Okay, yes. gotcha. Uh, Sean McVay apparently had to deal with consoling Sammy Watkins on zero catches. He's mm. not got a lot of targets the last two weeks. During the game, uh, Tory Holt tweeted he's got zero catches. Watkins responded, something's got to be going on with a zippered mouth emoji. Out of left go field, Sammy Watkins will be a Hall of Famer as the best decoy in NFL history. The rest of his career, people will just be worried about his speed and no one's going to look at him. I get really annoyed with Sammy Watkins. Well, I don't He's not. He's not the guy that you that came out in the draft. He's no. not. He's had too and, many. And I don't know. I think. I really think that he got so upset that after his rookie year, Odell's catch took up like all of the notion about that rookie class. I mean, he came in with Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks and Allen Robinson. But I, I. And I still think he thinks he's the best of them, and he's not. No, he's not. The leg injuries, the foot injuries, all of that have caught up to him. He's not ex- as explosive as he was coming out. He's that not much better than Robert Woods. So, yeah, yeah, he's not. You're right. He's probably a little more physical and yeah. a hair faster. Uh, he was open a few times. Golf missed him. I mean, there's all there is to it. Yes. You know, again, that game, Dad put it in a great way. First of all, McVay's offense is amazing. The one thing that just jumps out to me about McVay, he steals everybody's plays. So I love that. I love it, too, because I mean, there's no rules against that. No. And just keep adding to it. His offense is one of the best in football already. It really is. McVay has really impressed me. That they should have won that game by, uh, like I've told you, ten and not even just points. the Cooper Cup drop touchdown. No, no, that's what's amazing. They had five turnovers and still had a chance to win the game. That's how much they outplayed Seattle. That's why I don't feel any more comfortable about Seattle and what they did. But golf, that was golf's worst game of the year. First of all, he was twenty-two of forty-seven. So anybody who thinks that's impressive, that's not. And it's not about again. I don't give a shit about stats. It's the quality of the throws and the plays. And I think I wrote in my notes. We're going to get to your notes right, in a second. I wrote it was a quack fest. It was a quack. Fest. It was a quack fest. fest. What is right. a quack fest? It means he threw a lot of ducks, uh, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, Never he, heard that he before. Has, I mean, even the interception to Earl Thomas was like abysmal. Yes. Uh, we're going to get to your notebook in a second, but in the meantime, I am bringing up the clock because it is time. Chris Sims, you get one minute to go on an environmental rant. Boy, am I excited. It is a popular segment here on Sims and Lefko. Sims, you ready? I am ready. On your mark. Get set. Okay, well, as you may have read, if you read about the environment, the EPA is planning to repeal repeal the Obama-era clean power plan. Well, well, why do that? Because the Earth's not in trouble or anything. I mean, we only know that it is with all the gas in the atmosphere. We know, once again, we know this is not like hyperbole or myth. Okay, now our man Scott Pruitt, who's from Oklahoma and isn't... Idiot, period, plain and simple, and has sold himself to the devil. And they're taking away all the limitations about how much smoke and gas can be spewed into the air from the gas companies. Uh, Thirty seconds again, which is so stupid. So what I'm what I'm proposing is we forget it. Like I give up on Pruitt and the EPA and the Donald Trump administration because they think it's a hoax, which is hilarious. Twenty seconds. So companies, we need to attack the companies. Have a soul for the human race. Do you have kids? Do you have 
have a family, save us all. Just because they took off the limitations doesn't mean you have to be an asshole, okay? If they said you're allowed to murder people, I wouldn't get a gun and go, well, I can murder people. Let me go do it now. Okay, so that is stupid. I'm sorry I went over, but I had to drive that last point home. It's not, it's on you companies. Like, man up. Have some moral beliefs. You know it's hurting the environment. Hold yourself to the restrictions. Don't hold the reality star and Pruitt's, you know, don't, don't listen to them is what I'm saying. Oosah. Right. Felt good. Oosah. Did that feel good? Yeah. Was it, did it come off okay? It came it off good. really good. Okay, good. It's interesting. So they're saying there's no limit and you're saying oh, companies, over. hold yourself I'm accountable. Saying, yeah, hold yourself accountable just because as human beings. doesn't mean you can. Right. That was like TeamStream Now Environmental Edition where Chris just rants for 45 seconds and then you tie it all together at the end. Thank you. And we then do. we move on. It is time for Sims's notebook where Sims sends me his elusive curse of writing and then I try and figure it out. Usually with Sims, what is this word? We're going to start off first with the Packers. Packers got the two tight ends set going. Watch out. Yes, the Packers did a few different things on offense. Not that it was mind-blowing, but they got in some running formations with Bennett and Lance Kendricks, and they ran the ball effectively behind it. They had a few play-action passes that I didn't remember watching on Sunday as I was doing it, and I just said, wow, they took a little pressure off of Rodgers. They actually ran the ball without the inside-outside zone scheme. They pulled a lineman, and he actually blocked somebody, and they ran a few play-action passes, and I just think it's going to make them a better team. It's yeah. going to allow them to keep and this their... Aaron Jones kid is for real. He's for real. I've seen him in person because when I was my FS1 days when I was doing like college football, I did a UTEP game, and he was the running back. That's unreal. I know. But, uh, yes, I liked what I saw there, and I think it's only going to help their team going forward. Next one, you triple underlined Logan Thomas. Uh, well, I just was shocked. I didn't realize he was playing tight end. <laughs> I didn't realize he was, like, actually on the field. He's so actually on the they field. They threw a ball to him. Remember down that the, Charles Clay is hurt. Charles Clay is hurt, which is a huge loss to the to the uh, Buffalo Bills. Bills. But, yes, I mean, they got down in the red area, and they targeted him once. I believe he had one catch, but, I mean, he looks like a tight end out there. That's He's wearing 82. I was like, who is 82? We already talked about your Le'Veon Bell for net thing, but you wrote Jags best cornerback two in the NFL, and it's not even a debate. I don't think it is a debate. No, and and Jalen Ramsey let up a few catches. Like he let up a bomb to Antonio Brown in the first play of the yeah. game. I mean, it was the most blatant offensive pass interference I've seen all year. I mean, he literally like took it, two hands and pushed. And Jaylen they're calling Ramsey. it so much more now. I, too. They do, but they let it go, and it was the first play of the game. But yes, the way they play, a lot of Antonio Brown stats came underneath or in some zone coverage and Antonio still played really good yeah. but they those two can cover Martavis Bryant's of the world Isn't man to man and not have to worry about it and they can cover an Antonio Brown in the Arizona game mm-hmm. you triple underlined Steve Keim yes the GM of Arizona yeah I alluded to it a little earlier it's just the fact that they you know Here's what's funny about Steve Kine. Right. There is no GM, other than, I guess, if you would consider Jerry Jones to be a GM, right. that talks to the media more than Steve Kine. Yes. Every time, every time I've ended a game, I've gotten a Bleach Report alert on right. the Bleach Report app that says, Steve Kine says offensive line play is un, 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 unsuitable, will make moves. 
you picked those players. Yes, that's where that's where and, I and I want. It's interesting because everyone keeps giving him credit for how brash he is. Right. I've never seen a GM talk this much to the media, let alone shit on his players all the time. I think that's why I wrote it down because I took that all into account. And I just said, man, is anybody holding him accountable to what's going on right now? Because he, you're right. He is the one that signed these offensive linemen. He's also the one that together. wanted to draft Amir Abdullah over David Johnson. Right. So okay, and and I'm not going to fault him for that. No, that I'm was, just that's saying tough, I saw yes. that in the documentary. And the team, yeah, they're in a weird state of like they had they're too, way too old at certain positions, and then they're really young at certain other positions. Yeah. And I just wanted to, yeah, that was just really for me to go like, damn, nobody talks Did about him. Did they draft Logan Thomas as a quarterback? Uh, I think they were the team that drafted him. Yeah, wait, did they draft Logan? I think you're right. Wait, where did Logan Thomas end up going in the preseason and having a decent... It was there. It was there. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, Panthers, you wrote, they have NBA power forwards at wide receiver. You can throw rockets at them and they box out. And Logan Thomas was drafted by the Cardinals. Yep, That was their quarterback in the future. (laughs) But speaking of NBA power forwards, you said the Panthers have them at wide receiver and you could throw rockets at them and they box out. Funches? Yeah, I mean, Funchess and Kelvin Benjamin, it just doesn't matter if who, it's a very, maybe the Jaguars can man up on them on the outside and maybe win some of those battles, but I just, the last two weeks alone, I've seen so many instances of the Patriots coverage well on Carolina, the Detroit Lions coverage well on Carolina, and with fucking number one throwing piss missiles around the field, okay? Yeah, you said Cam is back. He is back. And then these two, oh, they're covered? So what? I'm going to throw the ball so hard at their chest that they'll just box out and they'll stick out their seven foot arms and they'll grab the ball and it's literally what it's like they're posting up yeah you're like wow this is covered oh he's gonna throw this whoa he caught it and he got the first down holy shit balls i mean that's literally what it is the panthers are for real i mean legitimately the panthers are definitely a super bowl contender i mean that that game solidified it for me really to to watch it yeah they're just they're pretty good up front on the o-line the defense is back and Cam and the offense, I think, have found their rhythm and what they want to do schematically to keep pushing forward. Speaking of Super Bowl, you wrote Seattle has no chance of winning a Super Bowl. No, Seattle is the. Are they three and one or are they three and two? What are they? I think three, and three and two. They're they're a bad three and two football team. Uh, I think the one thing. Oh, my computer died. Damn. What do you um, need? No, Pull up the teams. I, I just yeah. I can't even believe I'm dead like that. That's so amateur of me. But. Um, that game did not make me feel better at all. I mean, it really didn't. Their offensive line's horrible. We know that. The offense stinks in general. Russell Wilson, I wrote in there too. I just said, listen, I know it's not easy and he doesn't have a ton of help around him, but he's also got to see the field and throw the ball better, period. When those opportunities go there, he needs to do it. Uh, and the defense is just not the same as it was. It's still good. You go wrote ahead. this, and yeah. I've never seen this in your notebook. I know. Yeah, I wrote this for you. What? Go ahead, say it. What I wrote is, Bennett doesn't pop as much as right. he used to, right. and you wrote an unhappy face with a nose. Like, I've never, one, I've never seen a nose on a happy face. Usually it's two eyes and a mouth, but you wrote two eyes, nose, mouth, unhappy. I'd never seen that. I know. I did it for you. I was thinking about it because Aww. I love Michael Bennett, first of all. You know. know that. And, yeah, the days of Michael Bennett being, you know, he's Rawr. still- Yeah, he'll be my man- <laughs> He'll be my man crush forever, but uh, the days of him, me just sitting there and watching the film, play after play, and going, holy, I mean, roar, he's going through the line. Get out of my way, tackle. Get out of my way. 
I'm, Move over, fullback. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't happen as much anymore. Come here, quarterback. And it just, it was, it's sad because you know he's one of my favorites. <laughs> that was good Fendrick impersonation. <laughs> it's me doing Michael Bennett, everyone. Thank you. Uh, and then the last thing you wrote was that the Raiders, it doesn't look like the coaches are going like are targeting Amari, which I didn't know what you meant. Well, I just think in general, when all things are equal, whether it's Carr or E.J. Manuel, who played solid in the game, E.J. Manuel, they go to Crabtree, plain and simple. I just feel like everybody has lost faith. They don't. They didn't even look at Amari Cooper in the game on in Sunday. one-on-one situations. In one-on-one situations, and even in some of the zone situations, they, they were. It was like they were like, "Well, Cooper's over there. Let me just. Ma- oh, Crabtree will find a way to get it open." Yeah. Uh, you could tell. You could tell his body language is not very good either. And I just remember the coaches um, when a when a. When the coaches really respect a player and really know, like, oh, wow, he's awesome, they always alert to the quarterbacks. Like, during the game, leading up to the game in meetings, like, during the game, if, if we were getting too much one-on-one co- coverage on Joey Galloway back in the day, and it was third and seven, like, Gruden, after he told me the play, he'd be like, hey, they've been covering Joey man-to-man. I mean, look at you know, look for him here. And I don't, you know, I just... And they're not getting that I just all. don't think they're getting that at all because the coaches are also like, man, Cooper's in a funk. Let's not even deal with it. It is now time for Chris Sims' official MVP board. We've been updating it throughout the season. Week one, Rodgers. Week two, Carr. Week three, Brady. Week four, <laughs> Brady. <laughs> Kareem Hunt has been on three of the list. Aaron Rodgers has been on three of the list. Brady's been on two of the lists. Yeah. Uh, where do we start off? Number three in week five, thus far through the season, who is your number three MVP? Amendment one. Aaron Rodgers is, is the, the greatest quarterback, quarterback I've, I've ever seen. seen. Yes, I'm putting Aaron Rodgers at number three. Uh, the stats weren't great, but the, still the whole game is filtered through him. And... As you might have seen from the Bleacher Report Instagram post, yes, he's very Michael Jordan-ish when the game is on the line. Or if you listen to our podcast. <laughs> or if you do that, Monday, too. Yeah. Uh, yes. We know Aaron Rodgers. Right. It's been funny. We actually had a few comments that were, we get it. You love Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> I was like, we're it? never going to give that up. No. Uh, MVP number two. Man, this is um, it's a tough one, but I'm, I'm going to go with... Tom Brady, TV 12. Tom He's number Brady. two. After that Thursday night performance. Yes, after the Thursday night performance, which wasn't his best, but still taking in the whole year. Wow. He's... And that means for the Alex first Smith? time in two weeks, we have a new number one. Yes, Sims, we do. Who is the current leader for MVP? Alex Smith. Wow. Yeah. First time first time nominated is the first Emmy won by Alex Smith. <laughs> Alex Smith, yeah. oh, you're finally ready. Yeah, I can't deny it any longer. Um, I, I think, you know, the way the year started, sure, it was great and all that. I just was like, all right, let me see if he continues to do this. Is he going to continue to make these plays to put the team over the edge? And every week he has uh, answered that bell. And again, I just there's just there's a few plays every game where I go, wow. I mean, look at Alex Smith, aggressive, yep. on the run, making plays, whatever it may be. He is number one in completion percentage. Yep. He is number one in touchdown-interception ratio. He is number one in pass yards per attempt. I know. I never thought that mm-hmm. would happen. And number one in passer rating. Right, and and uh, and taking care of the football. I mean, I don't think he's thrown an interception yet, uh, yet, which he hasn't. Eleven zero, and making some plays on in the, on the run with his legs. Uh, all all of those um, are really impressive. And you know, again, I don't like I don't care about attempts 
as much as like yards per completion. I right. think that because if you throw fifty bombs in a row, right. You know what I mean? That's going to skew that stat a little bit because it's an aggressive throw and it's not always going to be completed. But uh, I think that's another thing I look Just at, too. Just his feel in the pocket. And his when ability they strike, to make the throw, striking. his control, his aggressiveness. And I firmly believe, like I said before the season, that Patrick Mahomes lit a fire under his ass yes. because he had gone through this with a young quarterback with a strong arm before in Colin Kaepernick, and he was not going to have the same situation. And it's funny how you can motivate an old quarterback. Right. Who's backing up Eli? Nobody. Right. Who's backing up Big Ben? Nobody. Who's backing up Rivers? Nobody. Let me tell you something. Alex Smith came out the year after those guys, and he looks 10 years younger. It's funny what a young man can do. It did well. Aaron Rodgers has Brett Hundley. It's not that much of a scary, right. but at least it's somebody. Right. Look, it's like if I'm not going to go with, And he was with Brett Favre all those years, and he's yeah. But there is something to that. Yes. Having a guy in your room that is semi-threatening is only going to raise your level. Period. If it's, you got a nice house and you got a pool boy that's right. kind of fit, you might do some push-ups the next morning. You know what's also a really funny thing? Just because I, when that. I was doing this real quick before we got in here, because the MVP things like the the thing I do last before I walk in here, but I just looked at. I I think you just did us. No, I didn't. I just wanted to make sure. I okay. wasn't sure about that three spot, and I was like, do I want to put it? Uh, but the the one thing that I think is funny to me is the fact of people talking about how much Tom Brady's getting hit, right? Like Tom Brady getting hit. Getting you hit. were talking about that. I know, and it's amazing. But it, our whole view of him getting hit is just so skewed that we're surprised he's getting hit because he's never been hit. Yes, I know he was hit in the 2007 Super Bowl against the Giants, and that's why they won. Yes. But really for his career, he's had the greatest pass protection ever. I mean, and we talk about him like... Dante Skarnicki. Well, I mean, he's... And, and again, but we talk about him like he's just getting bludgeoned out there. And I just, as I was looking through stats, I want to say, whoa, well, Stafford, Rodgers, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, all have been sacked more than Brady. But nobody cares about them because he's not the, as you said, the white unicorn when he looked in his uniforms on Thursday he night. He did look amazing in the all-whites. Like, he looks like a majestic unicorn. Uh, but I, just, I like when Josh I'm, gets I'm in the group that. I'm not, There's nothing more to say. I'm just saying it's funny how perception – like I watched Green Bay's game and Rodgers was like neck whiplash all the time. Yes. But nobody goes, oh, he's taking a lot of oh, hits. Yeah, nobody that, cares. First hit. Nobody so cares. Uh, for the first time in three weeks, four weeks, Kareem Hunt was not on the MVP board. But he was still atop the celebration ranking for sleeping on the ball in week two. We have a lot of new submissions, six new ones. But we do have a petition. Mark Bajent, friend of the podcast, is petitioning that we have two categories. Right. One for solo and one for group. Oh, that's probably correct. We probably should do that. I don't know. No? I don't know. I kind of, maybe we could because what was the one that we didn't include before uh, that didn't make it last week? We had the Kamihamima. Yeah. But Harugan. That, Harugan. But there was another group one that we forgot. Yeah, that there we, is. That didn't make the cut. It was the one breaking into the bank. Wasn't that the Dante oh, Moncrief one? Or yeah. Was that, Dante right? Moncrief was one. There was right. a few other ones. But we have some new group ones. Yep. Uh, first one, this was submitted by Chris Klassen. Nelson Aguilar, when he made the move on Buda Baker and then fell into the end zone. Yes. Great one. Honoring Deshaun Jackson. Right. Staying with the Eagles, a lot of people sent this as, this is your new number one, the Torrey Smith home run. 
And don't forget, it was pretty cool because Aguilar was there. Carson Wentz was behind the bat, right. the pitch, and he hit it, and they all looked at it, and then they all ran away. Yep. I also thought it was incredible. That was a long touchdown. They all had to sprint down there yes. to get to that. That tells you they were talking about it in the locker room. Uh, football Fact 4 submitted the Packers bobsled. That was great. In which Dev- I got to see that one. So, oh, man. Pull I got it up. you. All right, so he's involved with the Packers bobsled, which is great. Odell Beckham Jr. had the CPR for the football. Resuscitation. Right. Uh, the Vikings had the Duck Duck Goose. Ooh, I did like that. Uh, but they called it the Duck Duck Gray Duck because that's apparently what you play in Minnesota. Hmm. Um, but he's going to show you the bobsled yeah, one. Yeah, so here's the bobsled. So it's in, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and then... They're all doing the bobsled, and they all hop out and run away, which is great. Uh, and then this one, because I'm sure you didn't see it, was the David Njoku two-handed spike. Oh, So he makes a one-handed catch. touchdown catch, yep. uh, shows his athleticism, why he was a first-round pick, and then stomp, stomp, two-hand spike. And he does like almost like a cheerleader thing. That was thing. like sumo. It was like a sumo. Uh, so let me go over these again. Nelson Aguilar falling. Yep. Torrey Smith home run. Right. Packers bobsled. Odell Beckham resuscitation, Njoku two-handed spike, or the Vikings duck duck goose. Ooh, man. Who? What? What are you narrowing it down to for this week? I'm, I'm Aguilar, OBJ, bobsledding, duck duck goose. Your okay. home run thing, like it's just played out. Okay, come on. It's first of all, it's football. I just don't want to see a baseball swing. Sorry, and I see people do that. Mike one every Trout week. was there. Okay. Holy shit. He's a future Philly. That was amazing. He's going to the Yankees. Fuck your Phillies. Fuck your okay. Yankees. I hope you. I'm not going to wish. I hope that you lose you. tonight. I'm not going to say that. It's <laughs> fucked up. I am a mush. I, if I root for your team, you're going to lose. <laughs> okay. Don't make me root for the Yankees. I tonight. root for the Indians, though. You can. Have uh, them. All right. So, the, kind of, what are you feeling there? What are the top oh, two out of those? Gosh, man. I I think I like the bobsledding the most. Bobsled. I think what I was, like what it. What was it battling with? Uh, I, I have a special place in my heart with OBJ just because it's probably the last time we're going to talk about him all year. <laughs> uh, your Aguilar one was really amazing. Like It was cool because Deshaun did used to do that. Yes. Or used to do that. And that was an amazing play in general. And I do love that he's getting people off his back. Yeah. <sighs> Are you going to go bobsled? Are you duck, duck, goose? Don't forget about duck, I duck, know, goose. I know. I'm going to go. The funniest thing about bobsledding is that Case Keenum, I mean, the duck, duck, goose is Case Keenum like wanted to get in the circle so bad. Yes, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't even in the circle. He's like in the outskirts of the circle. But I'm going to go with the, the bobsledding. I like that. Three receivers doing bobsledding. I need a drum roll, please. And now. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's Christmas vacation. <laughs> and now, in week five. Who is currently the celebration leader? Is it the Packers bobsled or Kareem Hunt sleeping? I think I'm ready to go with (gasps) the new champ. And Kareem Hunt has been dethroned in both. Your new leader for the celebration rankings is the Packers bobsled team. Yes. (sighs) Three receivers. I like a little teamwork. They were in sync with their they leans. They really executed it It was well. racial harmony. Two black black guys and a white guy had it all working. Two black guys, a white guy, and a bobsled. Yep. Have you heard any stories? Are players rehearsing these during the week? You know, I haven't, nor have I even asked any of my active friends that are in the NFL. I need to ask that, though. You would rather talk about real football. Uh, yeah, it, usually, dancing. usually yes. Usually with my active friends who are playing, it's just text. I don't even talk to them. It's just, what's up? How are you? Right. Man, you guys look shitty on film. Yep. <laughs> Damn, your quarterback sucks. 
sucks. <laughs> uh, so there had been some talk about the NFL, and we're going to get to iTunes comments, and there's not a ton, which is great. A lot of them are just telling us how great we are. We're awesome. A uh, lot of uh, people talking about, will the NFL force people to stand? Arthur Blank's comment was, I just want my the players to be able to protest peacefully where they want, proving that he's one of the coolest owners in the sport. Yep. Gerald McCoy said, it's going to be crazy if they do that. Mm-hmm. What would happen, do you think, if the NFL made players stand for the anthem? Gosh, as a player, I almost want to, I, if I was a quarter, uh, there's going to be issues. I mean, there was a report today that the Dallas Cowboys, the team, they had a meeting today about Jerry Jones and all the things. Like they had, so they're, they're obviously, they're pissed. They feel like they're being shunned by the white man. Sorry. That's just the facts of the matter. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, deal with it. I mean, that's really what they feel like. But what do you think would happen? What would you do? I would do this, honestly. If I was the quarterback of a team and had enough clout. If you're the quarterback of the Bucks, same roster, same and it's roster happening and right it's now. Me. I'm going to tell, I would literally think I would get in front of the team and I would, I would ask my teammates that we need to, we need to get back on focus. I, I really do. The kneeling for the anthem thing, it, it made us point to a degree, but now the point's being lost and we have to get back on point and we're not going to win this battle with white America and Donald Trump as the president right now. It's not going to happen. They're going to turn this around just like they are on the black players and trying to paint them as disrespectful Americans. And I think we got to find a new way. That's why I want people to get at us with some ideas because I'm legitimate. Like, we got to find a way to where the players can get this issue out. Uh, also, I don't want to see the players hurt their own pocketbooks at the end of the day. I want to see people watching the NFL still so they can make money. Fuck the owners. Here's what so I would do as a That's media where person. I go at it. If I was a quarterback, though, just real quick, this is what yeah. I, I would say that I, I again, we need somebody of white prominence to. To take a lead on this in the NFL. One of the white players, one of the white quarterbacks, really, is really what needs to happen. Maybe the greatest quarterback of all time could stick his fist in the air. I mean, he's close. Right. My thing is this. If I was interviewing Jerry Jones, I would not ask him a single question about the protest. I would go, Jerry, do you admit that there is racial inequality in this country? Mm Mm-hmm. To get back on point, I don't want to ask about the anthem. Right. I don't want to ask. I'm going to ask: Do you believe that? They, do you agree with some of the African mem- African American members of your team that they believe that the police treat them differently because they are black? I wouldn't ask about the anthem. I'm not interested in the protest anymore. I want to get it back to the message, and that's really what I would do if I was interviewing one of these guys. And then the problem is, everyone keeps asking, "What do you think about the protest?" But the problem is, is it's been it's been muddled, and they don't even know what they're protesting. So, can I just tell you one little thing? I was told through an NFL insider here that might be playing into this, which of course, I, which goes into one of what the president. Why you're asking me? That's well, absolutely. Well, what the president tweeted at yesterday, I think, almost clued into it a little bit. Oh, about taxing. The the NFL. But see, this is where I, I've heard removing the tax-free stuff. The antitrust exemption. I've heard that has been relayed from the government, aka the White House, to the owners that basically like that law is going to be scrutinized extra hard to see if they should keep so that going. Not, we're not going to fine you, but we could take away something that's going to make it almost not monetarily smart to own a football team. Right, or any of their other corporations or whoever it may be. But yes, that is the that is like the, threat. the threat that is out there, yes. And that's why he tweeted it. Of course that's why he tweeted it. Because what he's thinking, and yeah, what I've been told by a pretty proud insider is that that has been the calls that have been made to some of the upper 
the owners of the NFL. Man. All right, let's get to some iTunes comments. New York Giants Fan 55, best podcast. Best podcast to listen to. My football knowledge has grown sky high. I love the views about Trump, and I don't eat red meat anymore. I get hope with the Giants from you guys, and I agree on OBG having to get paid. You're 100% right on turf. Just playing in high school, I'd roll my ankle all the time on turf. You guys are the best. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Jake Bogan, outstanding podcast. Great podcast. Adam, you are the man. I appreciate that you came on our podcast. Downtown Rams podcast. Chris, you are too, but i got to have you on the podcast sometime. Nice <laughs> job, Chris. The great work. Thanks, man. Uh, Malcolm Nazen, one of the better NFL podcasts out there. Quan Melvin, great po- greatest podcast ever. L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, I love the show, the diversity, <laughs> and being the players podcast is 100. I love the show, Stay on the Anthem. It's the players' right we have. Keep up the good work and keep the fire coming. Ha- hashtag self-scout. Whoop, whoop. Uh, this one, DJ Fat Beats, A-plus podcast continues. I wrote a review earlier, and I forgot to say this. You guys are one of the only pods out there talking about bets and spreads in a way that doesn't make you sound like douchebags, and I love listening to your picks every week. Also love that Lefko values his picks over the Eagles every single week. <laughs> yes, he so, does. It's a really good way to put it. <laughs> I really do. I care more about that stuff than anything else. Uh, this one, Kyle Shanahan is our favorite coach in the NFL from Danny Young Niner Nation. Hey guys, love the show. First podcast I ever listened to started two years ago when you were still recording them all on video. Two questions. First, assuming the Niners acquire Kirk Cousins, what positions will they look at at free agency and the draft? Any upcoming free agents you think Kyle will be high on? And secondly, when will we get the Golden Gates Bridge podcast? So I'll take the second one. Even a snippet would be legendary. Keep up the great work. It's been awesome so to the, see you guys. The grow. answer to the second question is never. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. It, it is doesn't lost. Exist. Is it really doesn't exist anymore? As far as, as far as anybody knows but me. You're telling me we can't get the one snippet when we officially went over the Golden Gate Bridge? We can't get like 20 seconds? I mean, listen, I can do some digging, you know? I'll do some digging. I'll see what For I can find. For those that don't know, me and Sims were in San Francisco, and we recorded a podcast in the back of a car as we were going over the Golden Gate Bridge in between like Raiders uh, camp and Cowboys camp, and Fendrick thought it was And we weren't sober. sober. Okay. Yeah, we, were so- we weren't driving. We weren't driving, no. We had a driver, but we were not sober, and we tried to do it. So maybe we find like 20 to 30 seconds. I'll see what I can do. No okay. promises. Uh, what do you think? Free agents, drafts, needs, Niners. Free, I, I wish I could look at the I – I don't know all the free agents that are going to be out there, Pull but I'll just – Right away. The offensive line, certainly. Gonna, there's going to be guys there that are, he's going to look at to try to improve that part of his football yeah. team. Um, I would say on the defensive side of the ball uh, – they're gonna look to wait. I'll add. They're probably gonna add. Look to add one more legit receiver to the group. Uh, we talked about the quarterback, running back. I don't know what happens there, but I think when you get on the defensive side of the ball, I think probably two positions that jump out to me more than anything. They they're gonna have to look in free agency, or if they're a high draft pick, the corner position. I still think that needs to be improved, and probably some different maker, difference maker, pass rush type guys in yes. free agency or the draft. All right, Packers one from Matt. Ben, Beth Key, 216, pure enjoyment. Love everything, especially the First Amendment, because I was born and raised in Green Bay. I go to school at UW-La Crosse. 
And your pod always provides so much entertainment on my three-and-a-half-hour car rides when I go home. Question for Sims. Is the Packers' Nitro defense legit? And how will they face up against any of the premier rushing offenses in the league with the Nitro as their new base? The Cowboy game let me down in terms of confidence. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Bad man Majama. Okay, so I don't I don't know what the Nitro defense is that he's referring to. I'm guessing he's referring to... When they decide to get small and fast a little yes. bit, right? Uh, I, I probably need to read like Green Bay headlines because they're probably calling a certain personnel group Nitro group. Right, I'm guessing. Talking. Well, I'm guessing what he's thinking is when they put Josh Evans at middle linebacker with Blake Martinez on third downs and or obvious passing situations. You looking it up? Yeah. Uh, okay, good. But uh, I do like it. First of all, the Packers defense. It's not great, certainly not, but it is better than last year. And there's little. There's more depth than last year. I think that's the thing I look at it and go. Ooh, they're a little bit better. But uh, the corner play, like Devon House and the kid Hawkins, or not Hawkins, the kid that they dropped. It's when they line up safety Morgan Burnett or Josh Jones at inside linebacker yes. in their nickel. That's what I figured that's what it yes. was. And it's Josh Jones that does it. Um, but, it, it again, it's the great way to run a modern-day defense. Uh, what's the name of the law? Oh, Kevin King. Yeah, so Kevin King, Devon House on the outside. What about stacking up against the run? Uh, they, that's when they have issues. Like when you saw – when you saw Dallas gash them a little in the fourth quarter with the run game, they caught them in some personnel sets where they were in like 11 personnel and they put that nitro defense in and Zeke broke it up the middle. So, no, that's an issue. They got to make sure they do it in the right situation. It's funny, though, but that's what they're also able to accomplish with these two tight end sets is yes. they can keep all the slow base guys for the defense, the other team's defense on, and then Rodgers can take advantage of them. Uh, McAdoo, Andrew Corpan, I need your guys' help. I'm at the Giants game, and I loved the view and enjoyed it, but I couldn't stand the guys behind us. Not only were they drunk, but they were constantly yelling out plays as if McAdoo could hear them. Not that I like McAdoo, but they're calling out Madden plays and I expect McAdoo to drop everything and take their advice. Frustrating. Yes, well, it's frustrating watching that offense, and I, I think McAdoo could honestly used to play a few games of Madden. Maybe it would expand his playbook. Uh, three Eagles fan, Fly Eagles Fly. After the game once had Sunday against the Cardinals, did they, are the Eagles in the contender category in the NFC? Definitely, yes. The Eagles have some holes, but you're still a well-coached football team on both sides of the ball. And I know the drop-back pass game is not like setting the world on fire, but you have a guy in number 11 who can he makes that look better than what it really is. And with that downhill running game that we've talked about, uh, it's changed their team dramatically. I think there's a reason we've seen them get hot here as of late because it's they're possessing the ball for a long time. And then you have a baller like Wentz at quarterback who can make plays off schedule, and that becomes tough to defend. Your defense, not perfect. I mean, your secondary is still scary to me at, at times. But, man, your front seven's good and you're coached well. All right, so All right, so our number one iTunes comment of the week. This one is from Just Ten Baker, and I thought it was so good that I want some music with it. Just Ten Baker. I was like wondering what you guys are doing, and I don't know. I thought maybe this is somebody I was supposed to know or something. No, 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 nothing like that. Stand I just, by, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I just thought we could get some music. It was first season with y'all and love. Are we ratifying an amendment? No, it's just I want a good oh, music reading. under okay. an iTunes comment. Okay. First off, Chris Sims holds a special place in my heart. The only time I've ever seen my father shed a tear. Turn that down just a little bit. The only time I've seen my father shed a tear 
is during the eyes of Texas before Chris Sims put up 380-plus yards against the Aggies in Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium in November 2000. Remember that? I do. Was it great? Brand chills back right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was awesome that day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Sims for making my first football game memorable. Around draft season this year, I was looking for reputable opinions about what my Texans would do at quarterback, so I used my free Bleacher Report app to look into it. Lo and behold, I see Cartoon Sims and some Lefko guy on an advertisement for the podcast, <laughs> and I decided to give it a listen because Sims, that's a name I trust football opinions. Best decision I've ever made. I listen to every episode now and out of Lefko Field, Adam Lefko has become my favorite non-veteran voice in the sport. P.S. Keep on politicking, guys. Now more than ever, your voices of reason can't stay silent. Like it. And that was Just 10 Baker. Just 10 Baker. What up, buddy? Appreciate the kind words. Man, that was a good game for you, huh? That was. Oh, I own the Aggies, that's for sure. I Do think- you? I think I was the only quarterback ever to win three in a row against Texas A&M. Wow. Yeah. I I was looking to see in Fox Sports 1 when they're doing the Oklahoma-Texas previews if you're going to be on the screen. Oh, I'm sure. Am I not yet? Are they not going to be in the the montage? I need to see the Can I tell you how many people every year send me pictures when they're in the Oklahoma football museum? So we're in in Oklahoma-Texas week. Oklahoma-Texas week. Do you get any more this week? Uh, I haven't yet, but I'm sure that'll happen. I mean, I'm going to see that highlight for sure at some point. It's a special week, man. Like I've always said. Red River. if If you have a little extra cash and you want to go to a good sporting event, that one is up there with any of them. Were you upset when they changed the name from Red River Shootout to Red River Rivalry? Yeah, not really, yeah. but uh, it's, it's people don't realize that the game's played in Dallas. It's actually closer to the Oklahoma campus than it is mm. to the Texas campus. And the field split down the middle, and man, the eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. The eyes of Texas Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Or Tech Rutgers. Do not think you can escape them. Maryland. At night, early in the morning, the eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn. Ah! You suck, Sims. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes. And that was episode 135. Uh, We will be doing our picks. I believe that Sims still has a lead. And here is that awesome music at the end. Sims, did you lie to me at all today? I I did not. I did not lie to you today. I really wanted to hold back my Panthers point. And like not say they are a Super Bowl contender, hoping you take that Eagles bait tomorrow. Come on, hey, I couldn't do it. What the fuck? Do I not, do I not get to talk about Survivor on this podcast anymore? Hurry up! This is bullshit. No, I don't want to talk about it. You guys don't want to hear about it. I won't talk about All it. Right, it seems our strategy works. Yes, yes. You guys don't get to hear about I it. To hear it's about fine. that shit. Ow! All right, love you guys very much for Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. We love you so much, and we'll see you soon. Enjoy yourselves. Peace, love. What? Sims and Lefkoe. L-E-F-K-O-E, man. man.